and welcome to Couple of Vigits, your daily episode-by-episode podcast where we discuss the television show Supernatural. I am one of your hosts, Dan, and with me, as always... This is wife, Penny. Hello. How's it going today? Oh, not too bad. How about you? All right. Uh, we had to skip a day. Pretty busy with work, and then I haven't been sleeping too good, so yesterday was also a nap day. Lots of nap day, yes. You roll your eyes, but man, if you're sick and not sleeping good, you're sick and not sleeping good. That's true, especially being sick. You want to get as much rest as you possibly can. And you shouldn't roll your eyes at me. You're the biggest baby when you're sick. You just want your mommy. That's true. I do want my mom. Oh, I wish these dogs would Speaking find you. Speaking of wanting mom. their mom, I'll let them out. Dogs in, dogs out. Dogs all about. Okay. <laughs> Dead air. Okay. Dogs are all situated for just a moment. Well, Harley was going to come in, but then she heard a neighbor dog bark, so she thought she better go out there and investigate that. So Yeah, and then the other two wanted out. It's so lovely. Uh, is there anything else before we get into the episode you want to discuss? No, nothing at all. Okay. Well, there's really nothing going on in the world these days. So. <laughs> right. Okay, so we're at uh, Season 5, Episode 4, titled The End. During the recap, uh, we got a bit of a background on the Colt gun and how Sam and Dean went their separate ways. Was there anything else important in there? Yeah, that episode with the demon virus, the Croatoan virus. That episode where they dealt with that. Um, and yeah, the Colt and Zachariah being a douche. Okay, so... Uh, we see Dean pulling up at night, um, just some street. Uh, someone tries and talks to him about God <coughs> and uh, gives like a little grimace as Dean walks away. Dean like turns him down and then this guy like gives him a weird funky little grimace, which was odd. Dean goes inside and he's on the phone with Cass. They're talking about getting the cold gun. Uh, it seems to defeat Lucifer. Probably a good idea to find it. Cass asks where Dean is at. Uh, Dean tells him the exact hotel and everything. And Cass says, I'll be right over. And Dean's like, oh, no, come on, man. I'm tired. I'm human. I need to sleep and uh, get and uh, get something to eat. And Cass is like, all right, I'll wait. And then he just stands on the side of the road. He's <laughs> like, I'll just wait right here. Yep, I'll just be right here. Yes, and when they were talking about the cult, Dean's like, oh, come on, the demons have it. They probably melted it down. Why would they keep a, the only thing that can kill demons, uh, you know, other than the ruby's knife, but um, specifically the thing that can hopefully kill Lucifer. But according to Castiel, he's heard rumors that the cult is still around somewhere. Yeah, the next morning, uh, Sam calls Dean and to tell him that he is Lucifer's vessel. Uh, Dean goes and grabs a beer out of the fridge. Basically, part of the, the conversation, Sam wants to be back working with Sam and to go get the revenge and to uh, go mean, battle Lucifer. You mean Sam wants to go back with Dean? Yeah. Yeah, Sam wants to go back with Dean. Uh, Dean kind of mocks him and says, Sam says, like, hey, you know, I can prove it. I can do it. And Dean's like, oh, we should probably just stay apart. We're really not too good together because uh, we're kind of a weakness being around each other. And he figures that he can they'll just be able to dodge the entire Lucifer versus Michael thing if those two just stay out of each other's way. 
Which in a way makes sense because if they're never together, uh, we won't have to worry about Lucifer and Michael pouncing on the, or hoping to pounce on the opportunity since both of them need to ask permission. Can't just jump into them. Yeah, I'm sure nothing could go wrong being all alone. <laughs> uh, Dean wakes up the next morning, and now the hotel room is like super old and grubby. Uh, it looks like it's out of the movie 1984. He looks outside, and it looks like the end times has happened. Like everything is burned out and destroyed and just rubble. Well, it looks like a scene from The Walking Dead because there are cars everywhere. And it's like actually that. like worse than The Walking Dead. It's. There's cars flipped over and yes. like half of buildings, so it, it looks yeah, just chaos has happened. Uh, so Fortun- that's the beginning of the. Say, so fortunately, no zombies though. No. <sighs> Sorry, we got a dog. So yeah, all I'll, of these dogs here. Yeah, do you go ahead? See, the dogs don't listen to me, and we still have neighbors' dogs out there barking. So now we have Harley out there barking. Come on, buddy. And so now we got two of the three in. Like Dean leaves the door open. Oh man, the neighbor's dog Chelsea is out. Here's someone else's dog barking. Don't you like this play-by-play on what happens in the sports of the neighborhood of uh, Edgerton, Wisconsin, in the winter time? We've got dogs, dogs, and more dogs. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, this is kind of this is a daily thing. I we're know. always having a jug of these dogs when we record this. I know. Just nothing. Just chillax. It's okay. I'm growing weary. All right. Um, so Dean walks outside. I mean, it, it, like I say, it's just worse than anything in Walking Dead. Uh, Dean wanders around. He finds a little girl on the ground. Uh, he like, leans over to investigate her, but she quickly grabs a piece of broken mirror and attacks her. Attacks him. Attacks him. Uh, he fights her off. I guess knocks her out or something. I missed it. Yeah, he punched her, and then she just kind of fell on the... Uh, there was like an old, old crappy mattress in the alleyway, so that's kind of what she fell on. And then there's a whole band of, like, marauders that starts chasing Dean down. Uh, right as all these people have Dean chased down. And then it, it was like, oh, it's moving really fast. Is this like uh, the Z-Virus zombies? Um, you know, who the heck are these guys? Didn't really know. And then the army shows up right as they've got Dean cornered. The army shows up and just shoots everyone dead in rock music. Plays. <laughs> I'm like, what the F is going on? Well, you're right. They did move a little bit too fast just to be, to be zombies, unless you are the World War Z zombies. Um, because any other zombie movie I've seen, they're just really slow and the but we find out that they're not actually zombies. It's something else. So it uh, cuts away. It's at night. We see Dean is slipping outside of some fences. And the, there's a sign that says it's like Croatoan virus containment area or something like that. So figure, okay, must be some sort of rage virus inside there. And that's what was going on. We see Dean, uh, har- you know, what's it called? Hot, hot, hot. wiring a car. <laughs> yes. Driving off with it. Once again, I just want to, if you haven't heard my comment on this before, but generally cars after the 1960s uh, are not hot wireable because of steering column locks. Exactly. Uh, but Dean gets in the car, drives off, and our old buddy Zachariah shows up. 
Well, one thing, um, Dean Otis, before he got in the cars, he saw the sign that it was uh, dated August of 2014. Now, when Dean fell asleep, it was 2009. So now he knows he's five years in the future. Yeah, I guess if we'd have watched a show, you know, in 2009, seeing that would have, like, really stuck out. But now that it's 2020 and it said 2014, I'm like, okay, is that the future, the past, the same time? I don't know when that is compared to this. Yeah, it was five years in the future because this episode aired on October 1st of 2009. Right. And actually, it's 2021 now. Yay, we made it through 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So... He uh, So Zachariah explains that this is the future that happens when Dean says no to Michael. Uh, Dean shows up at Bobby's house to try and get some answers. He finds Bobby's wheelchair and it has fresh bloody bullet holes in it. I really liked how the blood wasn't even dried in it. Like, wait, if there's fresh blood, why? where's Bobby? Yeah, so it doesn't look like the future is going to be too good for poor old Bobby. <laughs> no, Bobby's dead, I'm assuming. Uh, Dean finds a picture of the whole gang, though, at Champ Camp Chautauqua. Chautauqua. I don't know. Some camp. <laughs> but, like, Cass and the whole gang are there. Cass, Chuck. Um, Bobby, Dean, and I don't remember who else was in the picture. Yeah, but it, it looked like they're old comrades so he, he heads there to go look for some answers uh he shows up and he finds baby it's all like broken down burned out wrecked something yeah he was like, oh poor baby what have they done to you and then he gets knocked out someone gets the drop on him who gets the drop on him but dean himself from <laughs> the future so future dean has past dean locked up future dean uh, he already, he cleared him though. He's not a demon or a shapeshifter or nothing. In fact, he knows it really is himself because of, I guess he had a bunch of lock picks and stuff kind of hidden on his body that he had matched. So he, he knew that, that something really weird was going on. Pastine explains that it was, uh, Zachariah that did this to him and that he just wants to head back to 2009. Future Dean asks him, uh, tell me something that only we would know. And then Dean goes into this story about trying on some chick's panties and liking it. So, <laughs> And kind of liking it. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that Future Dean knew that past Dean was really him, like, immediately anyways. They just added that in for comedy. Oh, yeah, definitely. So future Dean uh, tells him that the... Croatoan virus uh, turns folks into monsters. Uh, Sam died in Detroit. Dean wasn't with because they have not talked in five years. Well, now at this point when you're watching, you're like, oh, okay. They haven't talked since then they last talked in this show. Like the time all lines up. Uh, Dean wants to be let go, but future Dean just does not trust his past Dean self. Uh, past Dean somehow gets a lockpick from somewhere. I think he spits up a needle or something <laughs> and then lets him out. No, he was digging at it. was a wood floor and he was digging at it until he finally got like a splinter big enough to use as some oh, sort of lockpick. Okay. Yeah, you must have been had your head down typing yeah. notes or something when that happened. I, I thought maybe he was doing that regurgitating <laughs> trick, you know, with oh. the lockpicks like the magicians use. Yeah, ew, gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh so past Dean gets out of future Dean's little, you know, cabin area outside though, runs into Chuck and, uh, Chuck 
asks Dean about some supply questions. And past Dean does a very bad job at, like, trying to pretend to be future Dean. He's just all stumbling and, like, I don't know how Chuck didn't figure out immediately that there's something wrong. Uh, then some other girl named Risa, she shows up and tries to beat his ass for sleeping someplace else last night. <laughs> Dean asks where Cass is at uh, and goes and heads off to visit Cass. Cass is running some sort of meditation group and says that there's going to, that all the girls should go get ready for the orgy later. Yeah, I put down that Cass is now like a love guru or something like that. Because he was talking about all the metaphysical stuff and yeah. things like that. Sounds like some actual people I know. Yes, exactly. That's, that's the weird thing is uh, <laughs> these sorts of people, they're in your own neighborhood. Yes, they are. <laughs> um, and I don't think we ever get invited to the good parties. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someday we will. Yeah, someday we'll get past the, uh, what's it called? The, the interview process <laughs> yeah. to be with the real hippies. Uh, Cass... Cass uh, shows up. I mean, when Dean shows up, though, Cass instantly can tell that he's out of time. He isn't the same Dean as that Dean and asks if Zachariah did that to him. So that's, gonna, that's an interesting tidbit for what something that he's going to say again in the future here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dean asks him to take him back to his own time. He's like, hey, man, can you just, like, strap on your wings and take me back to 2009? And Cass is like, nah, man, I can't strap on my wings. He's like totally stoned. And Dean's like, what the hell's up with you? And he's like, life happened, daddy-o. Like, <laughs> he didn't say daddy-o, but he didn't say life. <laughs> but, I mean, he was just, all, he was stoned. Definitely stoned. Uh, Dean catches up with future Dean and, uh, like, through the woods and I think Future Dean, they went off and did a mission, and they were, like, coming back or something like that. Right. Future Dean then just uh, shoots one of their party in the head. Just one of their guys hops out of the truck, and he just shoots him dead right in front of everyone. They uh, Everyone goes inside, and Dean and Future Dean start yelling at each other. Future Dean told him, like, dude, that guy was infected. I know the symptoms. It was just easier to kill him than to give him the bad news. <laughs> it's like, Jesus, future Dean is hardcore. Uh, Dean asks future Dean what the mission was, and it was, in fact, to recover the Colt. Uh, future Dean says, you know, we got it, and we're going to use it to kill the devil tonight. Reese asks how they think they're going to find Lucifer. Dean says, future Dean says that a demon told him where it was going to be at. Yes, he said the last demon that they captured told him where Lucifer was going to be at. So Lucifer supposedly held up in the middle of a Croatoan monster stronghold. And so they're just going to, like, rush in. They're (laughs) just going to take past Dean and just, like, drive straight into it. This makes no sense, like, what this plan was, but makes perfect sense what are you talking about (laughs) there was no plan other than we know he's there we're gonna drive there and get out of the car that's pretty much it you're right the doorbell (laughs) uh so this plan is so cockamamie that past dean asks future dean what's really going on and uh, future dean breaks it that hey sam didn't die in detroit he actually said yes to lucifer uh so future dean 
is telling tells past D- Dean like, "Yo, Sam's gonna say yes to Lucifer. You need to say yes to Michael. You're coming with, so you can see what an asshole Lucifer slash Sam is, <laughs> so that you can help prevent this. You need to come with, because the angels they aren't listening to me anymore. But I know that they'll." listen to you in the past so you can go home so this is nice that future dean thinks that he's like doing something noble and realizes that you know he's they're gonna he's gonna break his future and he'll die as soon as this dean goes back right different decisions exactly yes you're totally right because then well he's hoping then that croatoan virus won't be released and they won't have to worry about that but yeah he will be uh yeah Michael's pawn, I guess. Yeah, so future Dean really wants to get rid of the future. Uh, outside, um, then Chuck gives past Dean advice to hoard toilet paper like it was gold, which is pretty funny since our recent pandemic, the uh, toilet paper seemed to be the most valuable item you could hoard for a while. Yes, it was toilet paper, hand sanitizer, and disinfecting wipes. You could hardly find those anywhere. How far in the future do you think people are listening to this? Hard to say. Hard to <laughs> you think t- 20, 40 years in the future? Who knows what the world's going to be like 20, 40 years in the future? They'll look at this as the salad days. Oh, all they had <laughs> was Confederates running wild on the Capitol. Lucky <laughs> them. Um, okay, so... Well, uh, so they're driving down the road, going into whatever town they're heading into, to wherever they're going to find Lucifer, because I guess he's just right outside of Camp Crack and Chaw or whatever they're at. Uh, Cass admits uh, to Dean that he's mostly just human now. Like, when the angels and everything left, his powers have slowly evaporated away, and he figures, screw it, I'm just going to get high and bang a bunch of women now that I'm a human. But what's weird, though, is he says he has no powers, but yet he could tell that that Dean was the wrong Dean. Yes, you're right. But I think maybe it's just some um, residual type powers, but nothing that's really useful. <laughs> you know, because he even said, I broke my foot. I was laid up for two months. I'm pretty much useless. Yeah, but he still has senses, I guess. Exactly. Uh, okay, so it's the next morning they all get to where wherever back to shipburg or whatever town that they were headed to it's morning and we see them all walking down the road armed to the teeth and they're just walking there is no bad guys there's no monsters there's no nothing just rubbled out cars um past dean uh thinks that future dean is in fact lying about the plan pulls him aside future dean admits that Everyone else in the party is going to go through the front door right into an obvious trap. And Future Dean and Past Dean are going to go in the back door and outsmart them. Future Dean pretty much, it's a long conversation, but in the end, Future Dean basically says that the end justifies the means. And then he knocks Past Dean out. Right, because Past Dean was going to go tell everyone what Future Dean was planning. So Future Dean had to knock Past Dean out so that his plan would work. Past Dean wakes up, and he hears some gunfire. Uh, Past Dean goes to investigate, runs into Lucifer, who's inside of Sam. Uh, And then we see uh, Sam slash Lucifer step down on future Dean's neck and kill him. Lucifer says that uh, Past Dean doesn't need to be afraid of him. And I got to tell you, right then, I'd be mighty afraid. (laughs) So would I. I'd be like, what are you talking about not be afraid of you? (laughs) 
Uh, Lucifer tells Dean that he was uh, cast down for loving God too much. And it's we get the same story over again. We've heard the story twice now. Because uh, Lucifer told Sam the same story. That uh, God uh, told the angels to bow before humans. And then Lucifer basically thought that was dumb since humans were imperfect. And he thought God deserved more than that. And then that's when Michael threw him out of heaven. Is that the story in the Bible, by the way? Because now... <laughs> Supernatural has told it twice. No. Okay. That is not how it happened in the Bible. Uh, Dean says that he's full of crap and that he's ugly and evil and pretty much just a bigger version of everything he's been fighting his whole life. Dean says, hey, you better kill me now, uh, Lucifer, because if you don't, I'm going to get you. And Lucifer just doesn't believe him. He's not worried whatsoever. Yeah, he's kind of like, ha, 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 you funny little human, you. Lucifer says, no matter what, we're, we'll always end up together like this, and I will always win. Lucifer says, see you in five years, sucker, and he <laughs> vanishes. He didn't say sucker. No, he did not say sucker. pretty suck. much the, like, uh, <laughs> see you around, pally. Yeah. And he blips out, and then Dean is, like, just standing there in the future, and then Dean blips out, and then he's back at the hotel where we all started from. Uh, Zachariah is there and telling him to say yes. Dean just, Dean, even though he's just lived through all this, Dean doesn't believe him and thinks it's just another angel trick. I was thinking of the same thing, too, like, Dude, Zachariah, you kind of effed up when you tricked these guys before. They're never going to trust you guys in anything now. Right. When they put him in <coughs> excuse me, that alternate, li alternate life where they never met and never were brothers. So, yeah, you just never know. Yeah. I mean, what's the difference between Zachariah dicking with you or the trickster? <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, Dean turns him down. Zachariah starts getting pissed and starts yelling at him. But Cass, who's still standing out at the street... <laughs> Standing on the side of the road. <laughs> he beams him. He, uh, yeah, he, he transporter beams uh, <laughs> Dean away for, out of the uh, hotel room. Leaving Zachariah there stumped as to where he's at. But Cass <laughs> knew where he was at because of the phone call earlier. Dean thanks Cass. And then he tells uh, Cass, you know, please never change, buddy. Love you just how you are. <laughs> Dean picks up the phone and makes a phone call. We obviously know who he's calling. It's the next morning. We see Sam pull up. Dean says, if you want back in, you're going to need this. Hands over that demon, uh, the Ruby's knife. Dean apologizes, says it's a long story, says that they'll, uh, they have to stay together to keep each other human. Sam says, thank you. Sam then says, now what? Dean says, we make no future but our own. Just like he heard in Terminator 2. <laughs> End of the episode. Yes. That was just like the end of Terminator 2, wasn't it? We make our own future, yeah. It, yeah. It's the exact same as Terminator 2, which is funny because then if you go deeper into the Terminator, then there's one movie that's like the moral of the story is you can never change the future no matter what, is everything is <laughs> bound to happen. And then you go to the next one, and it's got some different <laughs> time travel message. Those movies are a mess. Well, you know, I've always said that if the time travel had worked, they would not have had to use the time travel. See, there's the oxymoron there. Had sending someone back in time to protect uh, John... Shoot, I can't think of his last name. Connor. John Connor, thank you. Had that worked, 
or had they, you know, not killed Sarah Connor in the first movie, um, then they wouldn't have had Terminators to send back because none of that would have happened. Yeah. So anytime you see someone saying, this is from the future and I come back to do this, you're just like, oh, we're fucked anyway, so what's the point, you know? Yeah, Rick and Morty touched on this in an episode. About, I mean, they really don't like to do time travel. They don't want to do time travel stories anyways. They think they're pretty dumb. But they touch on this. They're like, the moment a society would have any sort of like time travel stuff, instantly everything's fucked. Because oh, yeah. everyone's going to be jumping to everyone and everything is now out of place everywhere. Exactly. Exactly. And so, because like the snake people get time travel. Then instantly there's just snakes pouring out of everywhere. <laughs> <you> know, <'cause>. <laughs> <coughs> um, for this episode, though, I got to tell you, pretty lame. Really? Now, this is an episode I, I liked. No, this was just so straight and one-dimensional and not interesting, I didn't think. Because the whole time I know that nothing is going to have any consequence to it, at the end, Dean's going to come back. I mean, that's true, but then we get a kind of a sense of what would happen if, for some reason, Sam actually did say yes to Lucifer. We get Zachariah's version of what's going to happen. We don't actually know if that's really what the future... Because right. there can't be a future that's premeditated like that, if, with everything so random. Oh, you're How does right. Zachariah know that that's what the future's going to be? Right, exactly. So, that, I mean, he would have built that... He'd have built that menagerie for Dean to live inside, but mm -hmm. it's all phony baloney anyways. So, yeah, none of it has consequences. I mean, it's cool that, uh, I don't know. It's cool that Dean has a greater appreciation for Cass as a person. And I think a greater appreciation for Sam. Well, he gets the message that they actually have to stay together. Alone, they're kind of fucked. Yes, exactly. Um, which is fine, but I don't know. You know, I like things that have plots and like, ooh, you know, big, like the twists, the reveals, the, oh, that's what they were talking about. And none of this had it. This is just kind of a straight through. The only head scratcher was when the army showed up. And then it was just like, oh, rage virus. Okay. So, yeah, it was kind of like a zombie virus, but it didn't turn him into zombies. It just turned him into raging maniacs that wanted to kill everyone else. Yeah. So, um, But we, like I said, we already saw that in that one episode um, where they were trying to see if Sam would get infected and he can't get infected by it. Yeah, which episode was that? Oh, gosh. Uh, Is that one of the episodes where there was only one road leading out of town and the bridge was out? Yes, it was one of those episodes. One of those stupid episodes. <laughs> Yet again, people, find a map and tell me what town only has one road leading into it. And that's it. It doesn't exist. I'm telling you, man. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't remember. And I'm not going to sit here and look at it. Okay. So, I don't know. You know, it's like even Cass, because none of it's none of it really happened. You know, we don't know that Cass just gets into drugs and women. Maybe that's just a that's Zachariah's opinion of Cass that he would turn <laughs> weak. You know, if nobody if no one but other angels are around, he would turn weak and turn into that sort of person. Like that's that's Zachariah's uh, projection of Cass in the future. You're and right. Chuck, like also. 
Chuck probably has a lot more important things to do in the future than just hanging out in their camp, like gathering supplies as well. Why does Zachariah think that that's all that Chuck would be up to? Seems odd. He's that's a prophet of the of the Lord, and that's the best he's doing is running <laughs> the you know the supply inventory. Yeah, he's kind of being radar of this camp or whatever. I mean, it'd be easy. He could just like go inside and just write out what they had, right? <laughs> we have twelve cases of apples, sixteen gallons of wine, twenty jugs of milk, and then they would just have it. You mean they could just find it somewhere, or what are you talking about? He could, just has to go inside and write it down. He already knows what they got. What is he doing out counting? Well, no, what he was talking to Dean about is like, we're running low on hygiene supplies. What should we do? Oh. <laughs> and that's when he goes, uh, share. So, yeah, he knew, he said they were okay on food and stuff like that. It was the hygiene supplies that they were running yeah, low either on. Either way, it's dumb. That that's what they got <laughs> him up to. <laughs> Get real. Uh, and then... So the Colt gun, we don't, this episode doesn't tell us where the Colt gun's actually at. No, just that they found it somewhere in the future. Dean did say that the demons had it and had moved it around quite a bit, um, but we don't know right now possibly where it might be. Hmm. Okay, well, it's tomorrow's episode. Tomorrow's episode, oh gosh, I went lost that page. It's called Fallen Idols. Oh, I, well, let's do the death count in this episode. It's zero because it's all basically a dream sequence. In the time-date thing, we know that it's within like 12 hours because Cass was standing out there. He told him I wanted to sleep, and then Cass beamed him back in the morning when Zachariah got done messing with his head. That's true. Let me just see what the body count is on this. Yeah, what does IMDb say? It's going to be like 80 or something from the army scene. Uh, 19. Yeah, but there's none. But you're right. But yeah, the death cut would be just that army scene where the army was blowing everyone away. But technically... That happened in the future. It didn't happen yet. Technically, you're right. So it, it should be zero. It These should be people zero. at IMDb. <laughs> Those bastards. Oh, someday, we're go someday we'll have precedence <laughs> and our numbers will count. Okay, so tomorrow's episode... Fallen Idols. Fallen Idols. Exciting. And just a reminder, we have a Facebook group called Armchair Hunters. Come on over and say hi. We've got an excellent website produced by Penny here. She does a great job of it uh, over at coupleofidgets.com. So all the episodes are there, and we link off to our streaming platforms and how to get a hold of us and whatnot. So. Head over there for all the info, and please do us a favor. And if you know any other fans of Supernatural, uh, drop them, drop, drop a link at their feet and see if they want to pick it up. Anything else? No, I can't really think of anything. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Pretty uneventful day around here for us, other than watching Supernatural. All right, talk to you tomorrow. All right, bye. Bye.